With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Speak. You have to hear what Cowboys owner Jerry Jones just said. But before we get to that, I'm Emmanuel Acho. I got my guy Dave Hellman. So glad you're here because you know everything about the boys. Joy Taylor, we already know who she is. 252 Live Eagles all-time running back Shady McCoy. But as I said earlier, Jerry Jones with some crazy comments. Y'all take a listen. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. Oh, of course that means we'd won. If it comes in there and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead. I'd walk New York to get there. I would walk to New York to get that. This is wild. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones simply saying he wants a controversy with Cooper Rush, backup undrafted quarterback, and Dak Prescott. Now, at face value, it sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. But, America, I was in Dallas in 2016 working for the Cowboys in media alongside Dave Hellman when Dak Prescott replaced Tony Romo. Mm. I was in Dallas when Dak Prescott replaced an injured Tony Romo week three of the preseason. Seattle Seahawks, Romo gets hurt. Dak Prescott gets uh, – Dak Prescott replaces him. And Dak played so well. No, the Cowboys played so well that even when Romo was available in week 10 – Romo did not get his job back. Romo is more beloved than Dak Prescott by that organization, by that franchise, and by Jerry Jones. So it's not that far-fetched. Now, what you might say is this. There's no way Cooper Rush can play well enough to keep Dak Prescott on the bench. To that, I would retort, Dak Prescott only had 12 touchdowns and two interceptions when he kept Tony Romo on the bench in 2016. Dak Prescott was no world beater, but the Cowboys were beating everybody in the world. In the event, Cooper Rush can play well enough and not even play well enough, can just keep winning with these Dallas Cowboys, I do think that Jerry Jones might be crazy enough or at least care about wins enough to keep Dak Prescott sidelined. It sounds crazy, but we have seen this story before, and Jerry was the author then as well. Shady, you're smiling. (laughs) Can Cooper Rush create a QB controversy? I think so. I think he can. I mean, I think it's already started a little bit, right? I mean, hey, if the owner... The uh, general manager talks about it. He brings light to it. It may be some truth to it. Let's just think about this for a second, right? I love Jerry Jones, first of all. I love when he opens up his mouth. I love it. So you talked about Dak, right, replacing Tony Romo. At the time, Tony Romo was making way more money. Of course. Dak wasn't making that much money. Similar to this situation, right? Uh, uh, Cooper Rush is probably making the same amount I'm making. A couple couple dollars. (laughs) Nothing much. (laughs) Okay, and then then Dak's making, what, $20? So I'll say this. Dak went out there making $20 million a year, 100 and something guaranteed. Okay. He gave you not a touchdown, three points, right? 134 yards, no touchdowns, but a pick. 
Cooper Rush gives you a 235 and a touchdown and a win. So one guy's 1-0, one guy's 0-1. Wow. I think going forward, it, it happens all the time in football. Somebody always gets replaced. Joy, you never know. One game. You never know. <laughs> 230 yards. 230 yards. He got him. Oh, w, my God. Wait, w, get the W. Okay. Yeah, get all the right. W in there. Against the Bengals, who you think are a wash Bad team, this season. according to the NFL. McCoy. 20-17. Where do we stand, people? Can Rush create the controversy, Joy? Yes, Cooper Rush can create the controversy because it's Dallas. If this was any other organization, it would not be the case. No, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to play well enough to elevate this roster that we talked about all offseason as not being good enough for Dak to elevate. If he can split the games that Dak is out, that's a win for the Cowboys. That's all you can expect from a backup quarterback. What Jerry is talking about is something that only Jerry can create. You said you love when Jerry opens his I up. really do. It is wonderful for us. <laughs> I love anarchy. Give it to me. I need it. This is what we do. I love anarchy. I love chaos. This is, I love it. I don't take a bath in it. But for organizations, for teams that are trying to win championships, yeah, that's the problem. this is not it. But it doesn't matter because this is what Jerry's going to do. We are talking about Cooper Rush, who has played in two NFL games Wins. in a quarter. <clears throat> Wins. Okay, no. He did not come back and win against the Bucks, so he lost that oh one. Oh, my god! He won a start last year, and he won a start this year against the Bengals. True. It was not an impressive game. It just happened to be a win. We're talking about the Broncos being da- down bad. They got a win. We're talking about a lot of teams that Wins are 1-1. One one. Well, then let's, let's change the narrative on the Broncos then, shall we? Prescott's got a lot of those, by the you, way. Exactly. Wins wins. You're also allowed to have a bad game. The Packers had a bad start to the season last year. How'd that end up for them? Now, we're not going to talk about the postseason, but you can't go and, and contextualize the entire career of Dak Prescott off of that one start. But Jerry's going to find a way to do this, and I'm here for the anarchy. I think it means that Dallas is going to have a worse season than I even thought. But can Rush do it, Dave? Can Cooper Rush create a controversy with Dak? No. And first, look, first of all, first of all, I am a beat writer by trade. I got to shout out my buddy John Mashota for getting us this video. Excellent work. I see you, Johnny. That's just fantastic work all the way around. But no, and here's the difference, Emmanuel. We were there together. Together. We were. Covering the Cowboys. We were doing cover four, baby. (laughs) As long as I'm shouting out things from my past. I was born. What did Dak have in 2016? Dak stepped into a ready-made juggernaut. No doubt about they it. They had just drafted Ezekiel Elliott in the top five. Mm-hmm. They had three of the best offensive linemen yes, in football. They did. Travis Frederick was the best center in football. Tyron Smith was still healthy at the time and was the best left tackle. Zach Martin's going to the Hall of Fame. Jason Witten was still there. He's also going to the Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Des Bryant will be in the ring of honor. Yes, sir. Cole Beasley was a pretty nice little Beast. slot. He's yes, going to go help the Tampa Beast. Bay Buccaneers six years later, by the way. What is Cooper Rush stepping into? Cooper Rush is stepping into a mess of an offensive line mm-hmm. in Ezekiel Elliott that has seven years worth of heavy mileage on his legs. CeeDee Lamb's a nice player. What other receivers they got? Dalton Schultz has a knee injury, by the way, right now. We don't know if he's even going to play. What is Cooper Rush doing? Like, who, who's helping Cooper Rush do this? So, Dave, I no, would say they do not have the talent. And, and it's not a knock on Cooper Rush. Not. They do not have the talent to help a backup quarterback. Sure. Did he beat the Bengals? Yes. Could he beat the Giants? Of sure. Of course. Can he string together the type of performance that is going to require this conversation, which is what Dak did? 11 wins. But here, here's you know how thing. rare it is to win 11 no, games here, in a row in Dave, the NFL? let me take you back to the truth. Take me back. Because Dave won't – he's not one of us yet that will lie. Um, <laughs> first, let's, first, let's talk a little Cowboys history. 
Drew Bledsoe, 2005, reunites with Bill Parcells, his old coach, in Dallas. He gets a three-year, $25 million deal. He is supposed to be the future, but he's injured and he struggles. By week six of 2006, they're like, you know what? Hey, I love you, Drew Bledsoe, Bill Parcells says, but I'm going with Romo. Romo's my guy. Romo was an undrafted player. Drew Bledsoe was a high-paid player. For the record, Drew Bledsoe was the second $100 million quarterback in NFL history, just to contextualize Drew Bledsoe's greatness. So let's start there. The Cowboys slipped and fell into Tony Romo as their starter. They slipped and fell into Dak Prescott as their starter. I would not make it so far-fetched that they could not slip and fall into Cooper Rush. Now, I agree with Joy. I agree with you. It's unlikely. But, boy, it was unlikely that Dak Prescott, a fourth-round pick, who was not even the Cowboys' first quarterback that they wanted to select, as you and I said walking up the hallway, they wanted Paxton Lynch. They They wanted Connor Cook. They didn't even want Dak. They They stumbled into Dak, and he won enough games to keep Romo, the beloved Tony Romo, on the bench. I would just be a liar to come up here with conviction and say it's not possible when the Cowboys have the Giants, the Commanders, the Eagles, the Rams, the Lions, and the Bears. The only game that I say is unwinnable is the Rams. So for that, I'm just like, Dave, how can you say so much conviction? It can't happen. Okay, because you just listed all that off like those are easy dubs for a Cowboys team that has looked terrible. Like we're they didn't. Here, here's the 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 truth that you don't want to acknowledge is that they looked bad against Cincinnati in the long run. In the long we run, we readjusted our expectations because they had Cooper Rush. They had you, you. These are the drives they had. First two drives of that game were touchdowns. Nice. They yep. were nice. They were nice. What happens Cooper at the good. What happens at the beginning of games typically? Scripted, yes sir. Scripted yes, drives sir. where it. you have your best we stuff. We get it. Six plays for 18 yards. Six plays for 13 yards. Three plays for three yards. The game-winning drive to kick the final field goal last covered 35 yards. Like we are not talking to Joy's point about a guy who came in and dealed. We are taught, and, and like I really, I hate what it sounds like I'm saying about Cooper Rush. No, he did a good real. job. He did. He stepped in and did the job required of him, which is to find a way to get it done. He was not the reason why they won that game. Joy, let me come to you. Um, you were, I think, at this network in 2016. May I have was, been your yes. first year when Dak Prescott replaced Romo. You know, because you would have been talking about it on a daily basis with Skip and Shannon that. Dak Prescott wasn't a world beater that year. We mocked Cooper Rush for his 235 yards. I don't have the math directly in front of me. You should know better, Dave. But Dak must have only averaged 200 yards a game that season. It was about a 230-yard game. 230 passer. yards a game. Oh, 180. Um, and <laughs> Dak Prescott only threw for 23 touchdown passes in a 16-game season, roughly 1.5 touchdowns a game. So it didn't take that much. Why don't you – well, you believe it could happen, but why do you doubt well, it could happen? I, I, we didn't play the entire clip of, of Jerry talking, but Jerry said exactly what you said, which is nobody thought that Dak was going to come in and replace Romo. Mm-hmm. But was Dak on the roster when Romo He sure was. He was. He was a because, because Cooper Rush was on the practice squad. It's true. They didn't have a backup quarterback. So the Dallas Cowboys thought so little of Cooper Rush after training camp that they didn't keep him on the roster. They had him on the practice squad. Again, I love how things sound. Talk to me. But what do you do? What is it that you do? I care more about actions than what you say. The Cowboys themselves said he's not good enough to keep on the roster as a backup quarterback. Dak was. The roster was different when Dak stepped in. I'm not saying that Cooper – I'm not dogging on Cooper Rush, and this is really unfair to Cooper Rush, 
who is, should not be in this Asked for none of this, to your point. Asked for none of this. Yeah. But because it's the Cowboys and because Jerry insists on doing this and causing this chaos, we're having this conversation. I fundamentally believe, and I know this is an extreme thing to say today, that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. I think he's more qualified Big, to be if the true. quarterback yeah. of the Shocking. Dallas Cowboys than Cooper Rush. I, I feel comfortable dying on that hill. And if I'm wrong, so be it. And kudos to Cooper Rush and this entire squad that we didn't think was capable of winning a playoff game with Dak Prescott. And to your point about Tony Romo, how many playoff wins does Tony Romo have in his career? One. One. Same as Dak. How many, yeah. how many playoff wins does Dak Prescott have in his yeah. career? One. One. So well, not, not to diss Tony Romo's career, but are we acting like he, they made some dramatic change to Tony Romo and all this, of a sudden yeah, the yeah. Cowboys were Super Bowl contenders but, every but, single year? Right. I'm saying it's, it's hard to replace a guy like Tony Romo. So, they, they didn't think, so here's the thing. They didn't think that, that Dak can replace him. They didn't, nobody knew that. But he had the chance. He had the opportunity. And when you're a fourth-round draft pick, they want something from you. When you're undrafted, nine times out of ten, you'll be on the practice squad. That's how it usually works. So it's not like if you're not whole, if you're not drafted, nine times out of ten, you're going to be on the practice squad. And then they can bring you up on the team like they did with Rush. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, let's not forget, him as a starter, he's 2-0. So let's think about this. If he goes out there and he beats Washington, yep. right, and he goes out there and beats the Giants, the Giants yep. so he's 4-0 as a starter, that's when I start talking. Yo, he ain't, he's not that bad. He's kind of cheap. That's how it happens. The same thing when Tony Romo got hurt. Dak did good enough. Oh, wow. We might replace Tony with this guy. It's always about getting the production from a cheaper player. This is, is fascinating. For clarification, Tony Romo, 2-6, and six, I believe, his playoff record. Same winning percentage as Dak Prescott. But nonetheless, it was not great. So he has great. two playoff wins. Two playoff wins. Oh, so he contributed to those three that they've had in the last Oh, you're right. He did, he did win one in 09. Yeah. I forgot but about he, that. I'm sorry. He, but the, the fascinating <laughs> thing for me, though, Joy, is I almost think that makes it more concerning for Dak Prescott for this reason. Dak Prescott hasn't done much as far as winning playoff games either. Tony Romo, as we're now saying, didn't do a ton for the Cowboys winning playoff games. And he's probably most notable for fumbling the snap that would have let the Cowboys beat the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken, top of the head. 06. Either way, I don't think it's likely. But Cooper Rush, if you find a way to roll, you can beat the Giants. You can beat the Commanders. Eagles going to be tough. Rams going to be tough. But you can beat the Bears and you can beat the Lions. It will get spicy (laughs) in Dallas. Speaking of spicy, Kyle Shanahan, he said his starting quarterback to start the season, Trey Lance, is going to be out the entirety of the season. But, boy, I'm going to tell you about what that actually means for the future of the Niners and that man, Trey Lance. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Forgot about that one extra. No, you know. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yo, wait till y'all see this catch as we check in on our social life. How about the 70-year-old Pete Carroll looking like DK Metcalf out there? One-handed <laughs> catch. Joy, how you feeling about it, man? Uh, shout out to DK. Uh, I love it. He's got his, you know, he's got his uh, his grown man sneakers on. He's out there enjoying the sunshine. Now, Pete Carroll's fit now. That's not an easy thing to do. At all. I would have never believed he's 71 years Bro. old. Bro. Like, yeah, he looks good. He no. looks phenomenal. Yeah. He be jogging on the field. You ain't got no comment shape? No, I like it. He got his gloves on. He always has, like, big shoes, though. Did right? you think it was corny when coaches came on the field with gloves on, like, acting like they were still playing? Yeah, I did. 
But it's Pete Carroll, though. Yeah, the, I like the, Pete Carroll. the gloves is kind of funny. He can get away with it. Well, staying yeah. in the NFC West. We all know that Jimmy Garoppolo is now starting for the San Francisco 49ers, but head coach Kyle Shanahan went even further yesterday, confirming that Trey Lance, the former starting quarterback who got hurt, will miss the entire season, including playoffs. He said, look, y'all, he's not coming back this season. At first, Joy, when I read this, I was like, well, duh, it makes sense he's not coming back. He got hurt. But then I got to thinking. And I think this just further builds my case that Kyle Shanahan knows he made a mistake in drafting Trey Lance, mm. but he doesn't want y'all to know yet. I've said this from the beginning, that if Trey Lance was that good, he would have beat out Jimmy G last year because we know Jimmy G has a ceiling. That's what everybody says. If Trey Lance was that good, he would have beat out Jimmy G that last year. If Trey Lance was that good, he would have looked better week one against the Chicago Bears, albeit it was a monsoon. If Trey Lance was that good, then week two against the Seahawks, the 49ers would have passed it more than three times in the first 17 plays. If Trey Lance was that good, you wouldn't put him out for the entirety of the season because you know you're likely going to make a run and you want as many weapons in your, in your disposal as possible. Would you rather have Trey Lance as your backup quarterback in January when you're making that run or Brock Purdy, a starting quarterback formerly at Iowa State on a predominantly running football team where Brees Hall was the star? I thought about it and I wanted to conclude, Joy, I really did want to conclude that this means nothing. But I couldn't come to that conclusion. I came to the conclusion that this actually means more than we think. And if you're reading between the lines, which I'm attempting to do, but I might be reading too much. If you're reading between the lines, Kyle Shanahan does not want the world to realize that Trey Lance actually isn't that good. So if I have the ability to just let him rest, I'm going to let him rest as long as I possibly can. So I'll sit him for 12 months, even though it's a three to four month injury. But, Joy, you read anything more into this Trey Lance being out for the season? No, I think your first conclusion was the right conclusion. He dislocated his ankle and had a fibula fracture and a ligament disruption. So it wasn't just a broken ankle. He also damaged some ligaments as well. And it's not a 12-month recovery. It's going to be shorter than that. But he is going to miss the rest of this season, which is essentially six months. And, yes, we just made a case for Cooper Rush taking over as the the permanent solution for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. So I would rather have Brock Purdy, who's been in the system, who's been coming to the sidelines with Jimmy Garoppolo week in and week out, there in practice getting reps, than Trey Lance, who has played in three and one-quarter games in the NFL. It would be unfair and pointless to rush Trey Lance back. What you would want is at the end of this season, since you're going to have the exact same situation at the end of this season that you did at the beginning of this season, not knowing what you're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo and not knowing what Trey Lance is, you want a healthy Trey Lance, who, of course, is not going to be in a good situation because we don't know what he is, and he wouldn't have played football for an entire season for three years. So, yes, this is a bad situation for Kyle Shanahan. Yes, he might have made a mistake and wasted those three first-round picks, this could be a bad situation, but we're not going to know until next season. And I don't take anything away from him saying Trey Lance is going to be out there. If anything, it's better for him to say there's no chance Trey Lance is going to come back because even though we're all in love, we're all heart emojis with Jimmy Garoppolo right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do what Jimmy Garoppolo does because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does. And he's either going to get injured at some point because he's an injury-prone player mm -hmm. or he's going to make some crazy mistakes and blow a game because that's what Jimmy does. I like Jimmy. He wins games, but he also is Jimmy. Which, which Shady has mentioned many times, what do we want Jimmy to do? Throw the ball and throw Okay, <laughs> that's not usually what you are worried about with a starting quarterback. You don't want that. So, no, he just he can't play this year. He's injured. Shady, here's my thought process. Um, you rush players back because you need them. Terrell Owens, week 15. 
breaks his leg, rushes back into the Super Bowl five weeks later against the Patriots. We all remember that heroic performance. Thomas Davis fractures his forearm in the NFC Championship game, plays two weeks later in Super Bowl 50 with 15 staples in his arm. You rush somebody back not because you want to rush him back, but because you need him. If you're a young player and you get hurt, I'd rather the coach tell me, hey, we might need you at the end of the season because it gives me a little more motivation to rehab and get back out there. It gives me a little more uh, – it gives me an end goal to say, hey, at least I'm working towards something instead of I'm kicked back, I ain't playing until next year, back to the clubs. What do you make of Kyle Shanahan saying Trey Lance is unequivocally out for a season? Do you make anything of it? It's not a big deal. First of all, you're reaching. Reaching me, just trying to find something. I am. He talked about T.O. T.O. was a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. T.O. was older at, at the time. Of course. Philadelphia. Yep. And T.D. Davis, he was older too. Yes, so, sir. like, this is your young quarterback. I think this is more of making sure he's safe. Now, I broke my ankle, right? I, I, my fibula, and I tore some ligaments. So, when was this? In 2006. That's a that's second a, year. Oh, no, you were in high school. You were in high school. High school, NFL, whatever it is. It hurts. It takes time, rehab. So uh, the, the good thing is they have a starting quarterback, right? Jimmy G, where they know where he could take him to the playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl. So you're safe on that part. It's like, why would I rush my young franchise quarterback back if I'm not sure how his health would be? So I think they're doing the best, te- best thing for the team, for the franchise. Bringing the first 20 minutes of this show full circle – Dak Prescott yep. fractured back. I'm glad. I'm glad that I didn't have to do it because I was going to feel guilty bringing Dak into the conversation. Uh, not Dak Prescott. Tony Romo fractured back. Better one. The Cowboys did not put Tony Romo down, albeit he fractured his back in 2015. Jordan Hicks sacks him. Keenan Robinson has sacks him. Fractures his back. Then in the 2016 preseason, he re-injures his back. Jerry Jones could have been like, "Hey, big dog, you old and you got a broken back." But Jerry was like, "Yo." We might need you if we make a run. It'd be nice to have you as a backup instead of Kellen Moore, now Cowboys offensive coordinator, as the backup. Don't you think it says something? You think it says nothing? What do you think? You were, you were real close to making the sane point, which is that it's not Tony Romo. That was a, that was a six- to eight-week injury. A football season is 20 weeks. That makes sense. Dak Prescott had a very similar injury in 2020 to this. He broke his ankle. There was, uh, there was some hyperextension. There was some ligament damage. That happened in week five, October 11th, I want to say. He, start, he, he came out of rehab and was, like, able to move around and do things in February? Yep. He was on the field by April, and then in April and May – People were shocked that he was taking a full workload. They were like, don't the Cowboys want to limit Dak? Don't they want to limit his snap count during OTAs? And Dak is A, stubborn, and B, a badass, and was like, absolutely not. I'm going to take the full rep load. And that was a story. So that's in May. That's like seven months after it happened. So you're saying Trey Lance wants to, is going to come back and, and do something similar in three or four? No way, man. Here's what I'm no saying. Way. Here's what I'm saying. We know Jerry Jones' optimism of returning from injuries. Dak Prescott currently has a six- to eight-week injury. Jerry Jones is trying to say he could be back in three. Fractured thumb. Yeah, but we all agree Jerry's kind of crazy for saying that. Jerry's not not crazy. (laughs) Love you, Jerry. (laughs) Here's the point I'm trying to make, Joy. The point I'm trying to make is this. If the Cowboy, if Dak Prescott would have gotten hurt earlier that year, I don't want to hypothesize too much, but if he would have gotten hurt earlier and if they would have had something to play for, you try to bring him back. The NFL 
there's only so many available roster spots. You got 53. Well, now you have 62, I think, with practice squad being added. Yeah. You got 47 on game day. There's only so many great players. If you have a potentially great player, you all traded three first-round picks for him. If you have a potentially great player at your disposal, Jimmy G never goes to the playoffs and instantly loses. He wins a playoff game or two. Why would you even want to put a guy out unequivocally in September when you could potentially use him as a backup, as as an ace in the hole, as something later? Trey Lance has played in three NFL games, three NFL games and one quarter. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not Dak Prescott coming off of his ankle injury. He's not T.O. He's not, he's not Terrell Davis. This is not a, these are apples and oranges. Trey Lance is in the absolute beginning of his development process as an NFL player. He's barely a backup if he was that. So for you to infer that he should be rushed back to come back and do what? Start learning how to play NFL football? He's not going to step in and be expected to contribute. No one would put him in this situation. So to say, like, we're rushing back a great player, we don't know if Trey Lance is a great player. We don't even know if he's a good player. We don't know if he can play at all. Let me ask you this, though, because I don't want us to paint this picture like he's rushing back. Uh, doctor from the report I read uh, and for another NFC West team said it's like a 10 to 12 week injury. So- I, I, but when it comes to this stuff, I'm going to trust the team and I'm going to trust Trey Lance. Doctors are all wonderful. Sure, I'm a several doctor, opinions. not that kind of doctor. Uh, every, your opinion, your doctor opinion of me, if I have not seen that doctor, I respectfully don't care. Fair. Because you're not seeing and touching my Fair. body. I, you're not t- I'm not reporting what my pain tolerance is. This is a very serious injury. And to, to, to Dave's point, October 11th, July 22nd was his first practice with the Cowboys from the injury. But That's he, nine months. But he wasn't, wor- he wasn't working toward anything. Like, my thought is this. Trey Lance this- is working towards having an NFL career. Agreed, but he's also working towards helping the 49ers win. No, Yesterday, he's not. Today, he's not, he's this, not in that situation. To Kyle Shanahan. He's not in that situation. But, but like, like you're like, so the backup is the starter for the last couple of years. So they're safe. Okay, look, you rest up because we'll use our starter that got to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl. He'll play for us. So they're safe instead of have to rush for our main starter. T.O. is the main star on that team. We got to get him back. Where this situation is, okay, he's a young guy. You haven't really played three right. games like you talked about. And our starter quarter, our starting quarterback could go on there and play. But it, so you, was you, safe. you can't, though, say that Jimmy G's actually the starter because he wasn't the starter. I'm some, but the starter for the previous years. Okay. The guy that took us to the playoffs, the Super Bowl, he's the backup. Now that the starter, as Trey Lance is hurt for the year, we have our, star, our old starter quarterback. The play. Yeah, it's a so unique it's situation. Let me, let me ask you this. It's like insurance, man. You okay. got insurance? Yeah, of course. All right, so it's like too many vehicles. Let me ask you this, Joy, <laughs> final question. Uh-oh. If the roles were reversed, Jimmy G starts the season week one. Okay. Fractures his ankle, supposed to be out. Make it 16 weeks. If you want to make it 20, we can make it 20 <laughs> weeks. The Super Bowl's not for 31 weeks and five days. So if you want to make it 20, make it 20. That's still an 11-week grace period. If the roles were reversed, Jimmy G fractures his ankle, Trey Lance is in, do you think Kyle Shanahan makes the same decision? Yeah, because they already tried to trade him at the beginning, of, uh, at the end of last year, and throughout the entire offseason. So you think he'd put him and down? Drafted Trey yeah. Lance, so they've done everything they could to get Jimmy Garoppolo out of the building, and the rest of the NFL was not interested in trading for him. So they don't care about Jimmy Garoppolo. They lucked into this situation by having Jimmy Garoppolo on their roster. Still, they'll be in the exact same situation as they were at the end of this season that they were at the beginning of this season, and it will continue on 
forever until we get a full season of Trey Lance at quarterback like in San Francisco. <laughs> like, Jimmy Garoppolo is in a unique situation. He's not a traditional backup, to Shady's point. He was the starter. He played mm. there. It's not somebody that you brought in who contributed things with another team. Right, right, right. Like, he was your guy, and you tried to replace him, and he just happens to still be here. There's nothing to read between the lines here. Trey Lance can't play, and there's, there's no, like, rushing back from an injury like this from a player that hasn't actually played NFL football. Mm. Well, I'll be reading, y'all. So I'm going to try to read between all them lines. <laughs> Novels, rom-coms, I'm reading everything. Reports, tweets, I'm reading. Anyway, let me read the prompter. Coming up, we got two Hall of Famers facing off this weekend. Two of the best that's ever played. That's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers might get embarrassed when he steps on the field. Shady was there the last time the Bucks played the Packers. It might be another beatdown. We'll talk about it next. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Huge game. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. It's going down Sunday. Cannot wait on Fox. Now, Aaron Rodgers, he's coming off of a blowout win against the Bears, but the Packers are 0-2. The Bucs, however, they 2-0. The GOAT is the GOAT is the GOAT is the GOAT, but he is without Mike Evans, who is also a future Hall of Famer in his own right. Tampa favored by a point and a half, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. Shady, talking to you. You were in Tampa when the Bucs beat down Aaron Rodgers 38-3. You were in Tampa when the Bucs beat the Packers en route to your second Super Bowl ring. You were in Tampa watching Tom Brady smack Aaron Rodgers all the way around. Do you anticipate the Packers get embarrassed and Aaron Rodgers gets embarrassed this weekend? I think they get embarrassed. I think, first of all, we've seen that the first week against the Vikings, who only rush four guys up front. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a lot of blitzing, right? Well, that's different for Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles and the Bucs, all they do is send pressure. When we played them in 2020, um, Aaron Rodgers was coming off a hot, couple of hot games, right? And Todd kept saying, yo, watch this game. Watch what I do to him. And he was sending pressures from the corners, from the backers, right? Guys dropping off. Aaron had two picks that game. He did. You never see Aaron Rodgers get picks. So I look forward to seeing the, the Bucks guys challenging up front, right? Sending a lot of different pressures, a lot of different coverages. I see him blowing them out. It gets ugly. Blowing I, I think, them out. I mean, well, yeah, 14 points or more. Yeah. Okay. And even, and real quick, when we have them in the playoffs, the Packers offense, they quit. Guys leaving the field, uh, tapping out, yeah, they quit. When you constantly have pressure on a team over and over and over again, it's like a Mike Tyson fight. After a while, I only can take too many uppercuts and jabs. Mm. It's a wrap. Eventually, so, what happened? You see, they fall down. They done. They tap out. I'm done. So we'll see. Dave, where do you stand? You think Aaron Rodgers Packers get embarrassed on the weekend? No. I'm big on reading the injury report. That's like the number one piece of advice That's I could give you. Freaking journalist. That, yeah, oh, I want to get the right here. answer. Yeah, shame on me. Like, <laughs> there's so much more that goes into this than two quarterbacks playing against each other. Mm. The Buccaneers are a damn mass unit right now, man. I think I said this yesterday. Like, okay, Mike Evans isn't going to play, he's nope. suspended. Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are hurt. They might not play. Donovan Smith is hurt. He might not play. They got problems with their backup tackle. That's going to be an issue. Who's going to play for the Bucs? Like, they're already struggling with their offensive line. Now you're talking about not having receivers. Is Cole Beasley going to have to play after three? 
days of practice. I don't feel good about what they have at all. So I do think the Bucks will win, Shady. Don't come for me. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Now, Joy, everything Dave said, however, primarily with the injuries, that's offensive players for the Bucks. Mike Evans out, Donovan Smith out, so many different players. But it's the beast, Levante David, Devin White, mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett, uh, 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 not Winfield. Who's the Winfield? Winfield. The Winfield. Beast. It's him. those beasts on defense that can really get after Aaron Rodgers. You think the Packers get it embarrassed? You think they play it close? Where you at? Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I don't think there's anything to be exposed here because I didn't expect much from the Packers this year, and we've pretty much seen it thus far. They beat up on a Bears team, which we have no expectations of, and have a young quarterback, and they lost badly to the Vikings, who we just saw lose very badly to the Eagles. Yes, So uh, this is what they are. They're going to beat up on young inexperienced or bad teams. They'll win a few, you know, respectable games. But the Packers are not as good as they were last year. So I think this is going to be a close game. The injuries do matter, but it is Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, I'm going to lean towards my faith in him on the offensive side of the ball, even with the injuries. And, yes, they're going to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think this is going to be a blowout, but I also don't think there's anything to be exposed here. Now, after this game, if you are right, Shady, and it's a blowout, I will have a different opinion about what the Packers are. I was going to ask you, does, does this – I know last week we talked a lot about the Dolphins-Ravens game. I thought that game had huge implications. You were like, yo, Acho, it's early, calm down, can't mean all that much. Do you think this game has big implications? Because even though both teams have taken steps back, to me they are still two of the top three teams or two of the top four teams in the NFC. Does this game matter – as far as long-term to you? I think it does, but I, it's, I think it, it matters how it goes. Like, for example, if the Bucks lose, I'm not going to think it's the end of the world because sure. there are injuries and they're without Mike Evans. Like, that's a, that's a fair sure. loss. If the Packers lose and it's close, it's going to be exactly what I just said. They're not really a great team, and the Bucks took advantage of them because of the defense. Now, if the Packers get blown out, that's a different conversation entirely. So that, to me, is why we have to watch the actual game. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect the Packers to get blown out, but if they do, that's going to change my opinion. Because I do. I mean, I picked them to get to the Super Bowl, which I already don't feel. I already don't feel great about that. I will feel worse depending on this. But like I said, I think the thing with the Packers is, and I'm. This might be a little bit of a reach for Week Three, but like, it, you, I think you just have to readjust your expectation for who they are. Like, this is not going to be a high-flying team. This is going to be a team with a solid defense. Like, they've got dudes on defense too, by the way. The <laughs> Packers do. I mean, they got Preston Smith, they got Kenny Clark, they got Rashawn Gary, they got Jair Alexander. I mean, that's a nice defense that is going to be playing against a depleted Bucks offense. So, this is a Packers team that I think needs to win with defense and their running game. And having Aaron Rodgers helps, but, like, this ain't going to be a team with 3,000-yard receivers. Yeah, I think this is going to be an ugly game. It's also a road game for the Packers as well, yep. so you have to keep, keep that in mind. I think they get bounced. I'm with Shady. Um, I haven't given my opinion, and I've been kicking man. back listening. Man, I think man. they get bounced. The Packers got embarrassed by the Vikings. And the Vikings went back and got embarrassed by the Eagles. I'm not going to bring up the whole transitive property here on national television, but that's bad math if you were a Packers fan. The Packers beat up on the Bears, but the Bears passed for 70 yards. It does not matter who Tom Brady does not have on his team. There will be no 70-yard passing game for Tom Brady. He might pass for 70 yards in one drive. I am with joy. If the Packers get smacked, oh, it means a ton. Because if it gets smacked, we know what the Packers' ceiling is. If y'all get smacked by the Bucs, I'm a line Bucs team, y'all aren't going that far. If the Packers win, it means the time. 
Because, Packers, if you can still find a way to beat the Bucs, regardless of who is maligned, that means you can overcome because that Buccaneers defense is a top defense in the National Football League point-blank period. So, for the Packers, this game is incredibly meaningful. For the Bucs, I do think they'll get that dub. But we got to talk about how much they're going to win by because nobody has taken home more of Terry Bradshaw's money uh, than those that play Fox Bet Super 6. So Fox Bet Super 6 is raising the stakes and increasing the jackpot to ooh, $1 million. It's time to make our picks for one of the six matchups. That's Packers versus the Bucks. Download the app now and play along with us. All started off. I'm going with the Bucks by 11. I told you they were going to smack them. Joy, where you at? I have Bucks by three. I think it's close, an ugly game, and the Bucks win. 11 points isn't smacking somebody, in my opinion. I, I digress. I got Bucks <laughs> like 19, 17, Bucks by two. They're two, five. I'm going with Tom Brady, 10. 10 points. So we both kind of agreed at 10, 11 points. I think we're always right. 96.5. It's a bad loss. Okay, bad loss and getting he, – he said bounced. I mean, he that, said run out of the building. You mean, like, you mean like a 38-3 that – Yeah, 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 yeah. That's – running out of the building is three scores. Last weekend, one Super 6 player from New York missed the jackpot in heartbreaking fashion when Jimmy G snuck into the end zone late in the fourth quarter. If the 49ers had run the clock out instead of scoring, that person – I wish I knew your name – would have won 100000 Dollars. Download the app and enter your six picks for a chance to win Terry Bradshaw's million and maybe you'll win some of Shady's money too. More speak. Whoa. Whoa. After this. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There was a breaking sound bite out of Dallas earlier today. Owner Jerry Jones talking crazy. Dak Prescott, he's currently out right now. Cooper Rush is in his place. When Jerry spoke earlier, he said some controversial words that you all have to hear. Take a listen. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. <laughs> of course that means we'd won. If he comes in here and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead. I'd walk New York to get there. See, that's a long walk. Um, wow. Jerry Jones wants a controversy right. at quarterback. He wants Cooper Rush to potentially unseed Dak. I started thinking how crazy this must make Dak Prescott feel. 2016, drafted to the Cowboys, takes over for Tony Romo, helps the Cowboys to a 13-3 record, helps them winning the division, a bye and Jerry Jones, I break my thumb playing for you, and you want my backup to replace me? I think Dak Prescott got to be feeling all types of ways because there are certain quarterbacks that we know are untouchable. Right. But no matter how good the backup play, they're not replacing me. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, uh, probably Matthew Stafford, Joe Josh Allen, yeah, maybe Joe Burrow. That's a lot of them, like 15, 16. It's several quarterbacks. That, it don't matter how good the backup play, they're not getting their seat taken from them. But clearly, Jerry doesn't feel like Dak Prescott belongs in that category. Dave, how should Dak Prescott feel about those wild comments? Do any of those guys play for Jerry Jones? No, sir. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's start there. And, and Dak Prescott, 
is a smart guy and a guy who knows the way the business of the NFL works because he benefited from it as a rookie. Right. He also understands how the Dallas Cowboys How work. do they work? They work like this. They played awful in week one and lost their starting quarterback, which is a one-way ticket to irrelevancy unless you have a genius marketer for a general manager and owner who knows how to keep you in the news. Wow. Cooper Rush played a nice game, still doesn't do a whole lot to make the Cowboys interesting, it starts to become interesting when you talk about, well, we did this in 2016. We won 11 games in a row. I would love for this to happen. Now it gets picked up because, by the way, I love saying this, the Cowboys are the most polarizing team in the NFL. If you do not love them and bleed silver and blue, you hate them and prey on your downfall. Isn't that right, Shady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it benefits everyone but Dak Prescott to be talking about this and say, Oh, yeah, maybe he'll get replaced because people view him as being not worth the contract. So you think Dak means takes nothing of it? You think Dak just thinks it's like your your old senile grandpa talking? Actually, Ezekiel Elliott really said something prescient about this earlier this week. He was asked by the same reporters that asked uh, Jerry this, and he said, Jerry wants y'all clicking and listening. It's all marketing, baby. Zeke Elliott said that, and I love Zeke. Zeke's not usually as good of a quote as Dak Prescott is. So I think Dak probably laughs and says, Jerry, why are you doing this? But also, I understand the circus that I'm working Listen, in. Listen, man, like these Cowboys is crazy. <laughs> like, all oh, this, like, like y'all, y'all your own little world. Like, yeah, little, they are. A little detail, a little Dallas, Texas, own little area, man. Like, what's he talking about? Like, oh, um, that um, is- clickbait. That is Listen, a stone-cold truth, my guy. I don't know what Zeke, uh, Zeke, great job, Zeke. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the truth. The, the owner, the GM said this. He would love for it to be a controversy quarterback situation, right? He said that. Mm-hmm. So that means, hey, listen, history repeats itself. Dak, you took out Romo, yep. right? That's what happened. Fourth-round pick, Tony Romo, high, one of the highest-paid players, quarterbacks. Same thing, Cooper Rush. He's 2-0 as a starter. How should Dak feel? But, but, like, if you were Dak Prescott yeah, and, you, and, you're, and your owner, Jeffrey Lurie, is saying, hey, listen. Shady, you might lose your job to Bryce Brown. I'll give you a better example. So, Bryce Brown, you remember him, my backup. He was super good, right? And I got hurt. Okay, I think I had a concussion or whatever. And he had, like, 200 yards back-to-back games. And I start reading the, 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 the quotes from, from some coaches. Like, what? I go and dress it. Y'all think he better than me? Who you talk? You went to who addressed it? Dude Staley, the running back coach, Chip Kelly, the head coach. I went to the head coach. Y'all think he better than me? Because he had a couple good games. Y'all think he better than me? Because if y'all don't, if y'all don't feel like that, then don't say that. Because what you say out there, people can read. People on, on TV talking about it. Is what's Jerry trying to say? Let's let's cut the chase, man. What's really going on? And real quick, I came back and I bought out. I said, look, it's either me or him, and you see the difference. So if I'm your key player, watch how you talk about me. When somebody who draws up the game plans and schemes things for the Cowboys says that, it'll carry a lot more weight for me. Than he don't care. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jerry carried weight. Jerry carries a lot of weight. Right, so I need, I need to go to the head. Jerry's also got a 25, 30-year history of doing stuff like Listen, this. Listen, have you played Mortal Kombat and video games? Yeah, I did my whole life, right? It's levels, Sub-Zero's right? And you get to guy. the boss. The boss is the only one that really matters. Really? If you don't beat the boss, you lose the game. I'm, I don't care what the coordinator, what the running back coach, I'm going to the head man. Watch how you talk about me. I'm your main key player. That Joy, matters. Joy, where do you stand on this? Does this carry weight? How should Dak feel? Just give me your thoughts. Take the rain. Well, the first thing I, I feel if I'm Dak Prescott is frustrated, obviously, that I'm injured and I'm not out there able to shut everyone up on the field. But I also just take a nice nap on the $160 million guaranteed <laughs> that I got from Jerry Jones. And he owes him two more years this year and the next year of guaranteed money. So I feel yeah. pretty good about that. 
because I got guaranteed money coming my way, regardless of whatever little quarterback controversy you want to cook up. And at the end of the day, we all do things for a living. We care about what we do. But I, I feel good about $160 million guaranteed, no matter what little person you want to replace me with. Have I fun. Would, I would, too. A quarterback controversy is not a good thing. It's never a good thing. Every year, think about the teams that we talked about quarterback controversies going into the season. Like the offseason, we have, we're, we're think, you know, looking forward. We talk about Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Drew Locke or Geno Smith, who's going to win? Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, who's getting the starting? I love when Joy does Do her surfer voice. we care about these teams right now? We don't. You know why? Because they had quarterback controversies at the beginning of the season. If you have a quarterback controversy, that means you don't have your guy. So what Jerry is proposing is actually a very bad thing for the Cowboys. And I'm with Dave. Jerry is smart. He's a genius. And smart is an understatement. I'm sorry, Jerry. Jerry is a genius when it comes to this stuff. Because any, any other organization that lost their starting quarterback week one, who had Cooper Rush to look forward to for the next six to eight weeks, we would not be talking about them. Not because they don't have a big brand. It's just because we know they're not going to be relevant or competitive this year. And they're really not relevant until their starter comes back. But because it's the Dallas Cowboys, we can turn this into a headline because Jerry says what he says. And he can pitch it the way he pitches it. And only he can do it that way. And what has that resulted in? I say it every single time. One, two, three, what? Playoff wins in 25 years. So you can say whatever you want about how the genius marketing is and how expensive the team is now. It's all great. That's not anything to write off. But wins and losses don't come from this. Then let's let's focus for a second for the last several seconds on the person. Dave, I'm going to end this with you, the person of Dak Prescott. Because Joy, as you know, Shady, as you know very well, as I'm starting to learn, it don't necessarily always matter how much money you got. Sometimes you want to accomplish things. Dak saw... Drew Bledsoe, the beloved son of Bill Parcells, get replaced by Tony Romo. Dak lived himself replacing Tony Romo. So Dak knows it's possible. It's not likely, but he knows maybe in the back of his head it's possible. Based on your knowledge of Dak Prescott, you were there when he got drafted. You covered the Cowboys for 10 years. You know more about them than anyone. Based on your knowledge of Dak Prescott, do you think in the back of his head he's like, yo, if Cooper Rush keeps balling, he could do to me what I did to Romo? Balling? Balling is, a, balling. balling is quite a word. Okay, I will say this. He's winning. He's that, winning. Well, let me just clarify, America. Dak Prescott got an MVP vote after averaging 250 passing yards a game, one and a half touchdowns a game, and only throwing for four interceptions. It, uh, it, did that happen or not? Uh, let, let's, let's not. Okay, like, I'll answer your question. We don't have to go into a rabbit hole about what constitutes balling. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is a supremely confident person to the point of, like, stubborn defiance. And honestly, if you know anything about his story, he should be. And so I think Dak is smart enough to recognize that that is conceivable. I doubt he's really worried about it, A, because he knows what he's about and how hard he works and all that stuff. And B, he's put it on tape over the course of six years that he has kept the Cowboys relevant coming from the story that he had and the background that he had. He was never supposed to be here. Dak Prescott's not losing. No chance Cooper Rush replaces Dak Prescott. No chance. No chance. Inconceivable. (laughs) Coming up, it's time to handle some family business, y'all. Huge game in the AFC North. The Steelers had a bad loss last weekend, but the Browns had an even worse loss. They face off tonight, both desperately needing a win. Come back and find out who will win and why. Next on Speed. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What's up, family? We got to take care of some family business. Steelers, Browns kicking off in a couple hours, and both teams coming off ugly losses. Joy, you are the most invested in the Steelers. <sighs> Who needs to win more, Browns, Steelers? Steelers, the Steelers need this. They got to get some offense going. I don't feel great about it. I am picking them tonight, so let's go 4 one 2 mm. They got to get that offense going. Got to get the running game going. I love Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's not playing, so I got to go with the Browns. Good. The, the Browns are trying to stay relevant. They're yeah. the ones with a quarterback coming back. Last year, last week was brutal for them. I think Cleveland needs it more. Yeah, I think after as bad a loss as Cleveland took, y'all desperately need it. Plus, y'all drafted me, so I always got to rock with y'all. All right, we, Shady, what are you doing? Good, goodbye, y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>